Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. My name is Brady. I am joined, of course, by my fantastic co-host, Alyssa. After Game 4 of the Stanley Cup, uh, the first round Stanley Cup Finals. Not the Finals, what am I saying? The Stanley Cup Playoffs. Apologies. I'm a little flustered. It's been a, been a frustrating evening for us. Uh, after the Jets lose 4-2 to the Vegas Golden Knights, going down 3-1 in the series at home, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. Uh, it was a pretty pretty interesting game, pretty fun. We were both at the game, so that's why you know, we're doing it here in person again. Why we're so late. Sorry. Why we're so late. Yeah, th- <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, yeah, tough game to uh, to swallow. The Jets, I thought, played pretty decently, I'll be honest with you. There were definitely some certain uh, you know issues that, I, that were common throughout the game. Certain players did step up when uh, other players did get injured and maybe weren't uh weren't taking the team onto their back we'll talk about those players all right, all right. <laughs> we'll talk about them but uh but hey you know this was against vegas and uh if you're into the sports books if uh if you guys want to bet then get in on the action and make your bet with sports interaction every hit every shot every goal uh from your favorite teams and players uh if you had mark shifley getting injured if you had uh <laughs> blake wheeler being probably my, the player of the game well <laughs> is that controversial yeah okay we'll talk we'll talk about that that's uh, we'll, we'll talk about that uh then you know the betting because it's not consensus and it's not a guarantee so. yeah <laughs> we'll get into all that uh but with competitive yeah, competitive odds um the best live in play and more ways to get more ways than ever to get into the game, like Minute Madness, our exclusive game with so many opportunities to win by the minute. Download the app in Ontario or use the QR code at the bottom of the screen or head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN to get started. 19 plus, please, please play responsibly. If you have any issues, please do uh, uh, consult the resources in the description. Uh, that is the most important. Uh, anyways, let's, uh, let's talk about that game. Uh, Alyssa... How are you feeling? How, what, in a broad sense, how do you feel about that game? I mean, let's talk a little bit about the different sort of how you feel about the game when you're there versus when you're not. So this is my first ever NHL playoff game, I believe. I feel like I went to like a random game somewhere in like Ottawa or Edmonton or something. Anyways, not the point. I I have never been to a Winnipeg Jets playoff game before, so I was extremely excited. For those of you who are regulars, um, you could probably see that I don't sound the same as I normally do because I lost <laughs> my voice immediately upon arrival. I was so excited to be there. It was so much fun. The atmosphere was so great. Got a hand it to the Jets fans for being way more excited than I was at the end. There was some guy who was taking video for content for like someone. And I just know he has a video of me sitting at the front of my section with my hands in my face, just like staring and watching. I, I, it was definitely a very, very intense atmosphere and it was a lot of fun the entire way through. Um, but as a general consensus from the game itself, the actual product that we saw on the ice, um, lots of conflicting feelings with players, with the team, with, officiating no i'm just kidding um um, and a couple different things like going on out there like it's not one of those games where i can walk away and be like oh here's like one super big huge theme that i really want to address as a whole or here's one like player 
who was so, so, so good all the way through that I want to talk about. Like, there was good bits and pieces here, there, and everywhere. So that's a whole lot of nothing for you. But that's kind of what my thoughts were on the game right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, like, going to the game is a, is a whole different experience. And even, it's completely different than even just being at the, the whiteout parties. Totally. Like, the, I, I will say, like, I've I've been to, uh I went to one of the games, the, I went to the first playoff game that we had the against the Ducks. We got spanked. I, I'll be honest with you, all the games that I've went to as a fan, and been in the building uh, for playoffs we've lost so maybe maybe that's why I don't know uh, maybe it's some other reasons which we'll get into but um but yeah like it's just a different experience like the vibe is is so electric and that's why I sit here now and even after a game where you know I I certainly have some bo- some you know some bones to pick with certain players but even after a game where generally I think the Jets played not too bad they were they were creating they were battling they were going crazy that's why you know as i said to you right here right now in front of you i'm i'm just like uh, like i just feel like all of my energy everything has been taken out of me maybe that's from from you know going crazy and screaming and all night and this and that and whatever but um but I think it's also just the dichotomy of how we feel right now versus how it is at the start like that was that was the loudest I've ever heard that building. And I was there, uh, I, I worked in the building during the 2018 run and like, it got loud, but like today, like I was like, oh my God, my hearing's actually going. Like I, I need earplugs, which is something I would never say, by the way, like that's, I'm not that type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It was, it was, the vibes were immaculate at the start. <sighs> The yeah. first goal, immaculate. But Everyone's losing their minds. That first goal, I want to talk about that a little bit. So, um, obviously, Blake Wheeler was the goal scorer on that one. And if you are a regular, anything like that, you know, or if you're on Jets Twitter in any capacity, or if you know you watch the Jets, you probably know that people have bones to pick with Blake Wheeler and have been struggling with Blake Wheeler and his usage in a lot of different areas and just across the board with a couple of different things. Um... Blake Wheeler scoring that goal tonight made me super, super emotional. I was screaming my heart out because I genuinely, from the way that guy played, I had some issues with the fumbles and this, that, whatever. This might have been the last hockey game that I ever get to watch Blake Wheeler play in person. And that was really hard for me. Like, that was the whole thing with a lot of this. Is like, you know, when some of these guys, when Mark Shifley went down the tunnel, I was like, is this the last I'm going to see a Mark Shifley ever? Like, there's so there's just like this weird where for us right now, it's not just game five or game four whatever it was of a regular playoff series it's oh my there's this added pressure and circumstance and whatever about the impending off season that's just making everything feel a little bit closer to home than it needs to you know yeah it was it was tough um it it is hitting a little bit harder and i gotta say like Oh, do we want to hop into players of the game yet? Sure, or, yeah, yeah. We like my player of the game is Blake Wheeler. Like I and and here's the thing, and I I you know I'm happy to eat crow on this. I'm happy to say that I was wrong. Uh, all season I've been I've been giving him shit for how he plays on the power play, uh, just in general his usage and everything. Uh, tonight he f- he fucking stepped up. He was. <laughs> he's not what's the what's the friend that he's not the uh i'm, I'm not the real father but i'm or I'm, no, I'm not the stepfather i'm the father who stepped up. thank you that's the one but he is a real father he so is the real father he's both he is a real father and the father who stepped up and like he like first off mark shifley going down early on like that is 
such a huge blow to the team. And, you know, we can all argue and talk about his effectiveness and, you know, how useful he's been. He hasn't, you know, produced a ton. I hate Mark Shifley and he's a superstar. Like, that's yeah, just... <laughs> but you never want to see... you can, yeah, It's Your team is better off with Mark Shifley. Oh, God, yeah. Obviously. Absolutely. Very obviously. And so... Uh, seeing him first off one get that chance like almost immediately uh and Brissois just absolutely fucking robbing him uh and was... then sending him into the boards my he, he did not try and prevent that from happening at all then. yeah but i think he's more interested in making the save yeah, yeah. but anyway so obviously mark shifley goes down then after uh you know he was slow to get up then on the power play that that you know is ensuing he takes one shot and you can see immediately he's yeah, was, yeah. he is not feeling well so uh he goes off and immediately goes down the tunnel uh you know we were we were scanning the jets pr waiting for the tweet and refresh eventually, refresh we'll eventually uh uh you know elliot friedman comes out and says you know he will not return pr retweets it out and uh and that's a tough blow but you know despite that happening blake wheeler just turning into a prime patrick line someone had someone had a tweet i think it was uh uh, K dead dead website or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. On, on Twitter, classic, great memes. Fo- good follow. Um, it was just like Blake Wheeler in the middle of of the playoffs randomly, and it's just a photo of Patrick Line. Uh, wow, like just what a shot, fantastic. And then like just going on the rest of the game, like immediately first off, the lines are kind of jumbled from how they were the previous game, and then on top of that, Shifley goes down, and you can very quickly see that Rick Bonus, you know, ends up tun- turning to. You know, keeping the Lowry line together as he should, uh, and then you know he keeps the the um, the the top line, the, the, top, the uh, Niederreiter. Top line. Well, the the new makeshift, the Niederreiter Connor Dubois line stuck together, and that yeah. was and um and then and then after that, it's just pretty much whoever's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, like I saw so, I saw shifts where like Wheeler was in the middle of like Metalinen and AJF. I saw a lot of Stenland, Domestikov, and Wheeler. That was a big line that we saw a lot of Metalinen. Where did he go? He kind of yeah. well, he he had a pretty dog shit game for yeah, a while. Yeah, but no, no, definitely. And so the line blender and all that kind of stuff. Just the vibes were kind of off from the beginning. But he had he had six minutes and forty seconds on ice, and and AJF had five minutes. Dang, yeah. Uh, so they ran three lines essentially throughout that game. But yeah. um, you you're talking about Blake Wheeler being your player of the game, and it was so funny. Brady and I met up at the second intermission, and um, he's like, oh. I am going to tear a strip off of him. And I was like, Blake Wheeler. And he's like, what? He's been our best player. And I was like, oh. He was the only. So, but here's my thing. This is where I'm going to defend myself in the sense that you're right, but so am I. I and my parents give me a lot of crap for this all the time where they're talking about how mean I am to players on this show when they watch. <laughs> um, but And the reason that they get mad at me for it is because particularly someone like Neil Pionk, where it's just like, He's just not that good, but he's trying out there. And that's why it like makes them sad. They're like, cause he's doing his best. Cause Neil Pionk genuinely always does look like he's doing his best. Blake Wheeler, I found had so many negative touches on the puck in that second period where it was just like a fumble, a fobble, whatever the kinds of things that we've seen a lot of from this year, but God, was he trying? The reason he had those fumbles was because he was the only one who gave a damn on the ice. So I was annoyed because I kept seeing him screw things up. But that was because he was the only player who cared enough to screw up. So, and it wasn't like it was that bad, but I think I was just so irritated with everyone. I have a lot more guys that I could tear a lot worse strips off of. He's not like my worst player of the game or anything like that. But like, that's why I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to give, sing my praises to him, but also like watching him get off the ice on that last shift. I, I, I was pretty upset. I was. The, the thing, the thing is with Wheeler and why I have him as my player of the game today is that 
not like I, I understand the whole puck touches thing. And I think that maybe it's because I've already like accepted that he is going to fumble the puck here and there. Uh, but I also accepted that for Mark Shifley anytime he's going through the neutral zone on the power play. Frick, I've accepted oh that for <laughs> I've accepted that for uh, a, a bunch of different players. But uh, Blake Wheeler was felt like he was driving the offense tonight. Like yeah, the yeah. the top line was fucking terrible. I was gonna say, can we, can, do you want to get right into that? Right the, into that because that that's my like SDPN under underperformer of the game. What <laughs> like once again? Uh, I I will always sing the praises of Nino Niederreiter because. Even he if can he's, do no wrong. He's our he, special little boy. Even if he's not uh, like contributing on the score sheet, uh, he is banging and crashing, and he is getting in low, and he is uh, battling, absolutely battling. And I just can't say that about you know Pierre Luc Dubois. Pierre Luc Dubois, I, I you know maybe uh, like not a great game, definitely not a good one, um, but. Fuck, Sorry, man. we get comments that need to be held for review. I need to, <laughs> I need to, I need to show this one. There is, there's one that needs to be reviewed. It's, oh, I, I can't figure out Brady's mouse, but someone says Blake Wheeler was hauling ass tonight. Approved, Ab- approved, because he was. Sorry, go on. Um, like you know, you say what you will about Dubois, but oh my god, did anyone see Cal Connor tonight? Did was he? Did he play tonight? Like, I. I'll get into him specifically, but as a whole, that line, my biggest issue is you can take a night off every now and then. You can, you can maybe not have the most effective night, uh, you know, as as a top line in the playoffs, uh, because, you know, if you're in the playoffs, you should have a couple lines deep. And And someone's pounding on you, grinding on you, whatever. Like, yeah, sometimes it happens. But here is the thing. When Mark Shifley goes down and your second line is Vlad Nemesnikov, Kevin Stenland, and Blake Wheeler, and they are outperforming your top line of Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor specifically, and of course Nino Niederreiter there too, but I don't see that... I'm not even going to talk about Nino. How many times tonight did Kyle Connor walk in, have a perfectly available shot to him, uh, fumble the puck or just decide he's not going to shoot it and then take it around the net and then do nothing. And, and then, do and nothing then... with it. That's my issue because if that's pure like Dubois on the wing or someone different, it's I don't mind it as much because of the effectiveness of the way that they push along the boards and then find that cross seam um, to the high defender, someone on the far side, whatever. But Kyle Connor is so bad in that area when it's you know that he's a shooter and you know that that's his area of strength. If he comes in and he tries to walk it behind the net, He's never coming away from that with the puck. It's always going to lead to a turnover. So shoot the damn puck. And I was just like, he was nowhere to be found tonight. And again, second intermission, we're going and that, and Bree's like, no, I want to tear a strip off of Kyle Connor. And he's what to say, like, where was that guy? And my brother's like, no, like genuinely, I haven't seen him. Like, has he been playing this period? And I was like, no, literally like so, so invisible when we needed him most. When we the, needed him most, where did he go? The, the, where did he go? The most frustrating it was in the second period i believe there was one time the the jets were really pressing for offense they really needed a goal this is after vegas goes up two goals we can probably we can get into the goalie interference non-call we can we can talk about goaltending and this and that but there was one specific moment where the jets created a chance and a rebound popped out to kyle connor who was standing in the hash marks with the puck on his stick 
and he does not shoot the puck off of a rebound. Listen, I I, I understand that maybe, uh, you know, Kyle Connor in the regular season might think, oh, I can bring this to my backhand and do a, a nice little nifty move. Yeah. This is the playoffs. You do not have the time. You do not have the space. Like, what happened to Kyle Connor's killer instinct? This is a guy who scored 47 goals last year. Like, he has been non-existent this entire series and for since what like january before then i don't know it's been a weird year for him across the board where it's like he's still managing to to find some some points and stuff like that but like yeah like you said the killer instinct itself i just feel like has been an area of like what happened to it not every player has it and i get that but he has he always has where it's like on that far side there he's whipping everything and then tonight he had like a couple random like danny heatley rockstar area shots where it's like <laughs> what the hell are you doing over there like it was just like not him it's like who who took over this guy's body because this isn't the player that i know um and while i'm frustrated and here and annoyed and all of these things i think i'm just gonna keep going and talk about the other stinker on that line because it seems like the chat is kind of in agreement with me where um you know we have benedict who's saying uh dubois has a history of showing lack of effort when he's not into the game uh nicholas says dubois can go i'm not fussed about it everyone knows this is my favorite player okay but i just don't understand why he thinks that he can get away with all these things that he's been called for his entire career. He always gets interference penalties. He gets these weird tripping penalties when he does these weird things. And he's like, oh, I'm so shocked. I'm like, it happens to you every time. Yes, he draws a lot of penalties and good for him. It was great to get that first one. His power play goals were awesome. But he just looks like he's not there so often he's on the ice and he's moving around he's doing like he's playing but it looks like his brain is in just like a completely different area there was one thing tonight i will say i love 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 watching him manage the puck along the boards because he's so good with his feet and getting pucks loose and just maintaining that control without falling over without doing all these things like lots of great stuff like uh you know no no beef with that but like for example today he had one where he just threw it towards the front of the net and all of a sudden there was a great rebound that came up. This is the slot shot I think you might be talking about, it, or it's a different one. Um, and there was one jet in front of the net. Three Vegas guys collapsed on that puck immediately. Nothing came of the rebound. Where is Pierre Dubois? Behind the net, gliding. What are you doing? What is he doing? 95% of the time, it's like, you know he has the ability to do all these things, but there was just so much tonight of like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Like, there was just, it was ineffectiveness not engaged uninspired and it was so frustrating because we know what this player is capable of but he consistently keeps showing all this stuff and it's getting to the point where yes this is my favorite player for a lot of really different weird emotional reasons but i want him gone send him off somewhere send him to another team as a rental for a year that wants to contend because he has the potential to be a good piece i don't want him on my hockey team anymore i'm sorry that's 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 strong. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I get where you're coming from, but I, to hear you being like, get this man off my team. He was my number one center tonight on a game when they needed to win so badly, and where did he go? He didn't do anything. Kyle Connor, he's kind of a one-trick pony where it's like if the pucks are coming to him, he's going to shoot the puck and he'll score a goal. Good for him. Purely Dubois needed to drive that line. Nino Niederreiter was all on his own. Like, I just... I. I'm yeah. upset. And I, I don't... I don't... I, I get... No matter what, any player like Dubois is going to argue the trip but like that is a clear complete total slew foot like the the trip on eichel like I, I i get him you know going at eichel and giving him shit about it going to the ref being like come on you're gonna call that but like that's a textbook penalty i'm sorry like 
you you can't get away with that. You know, people were a little upset about it. Because he underst- approached it like a hit, so I think people were like, oh, he just hit him and he fell. And then we watched the replay, and it's like that, you know, the Alexander Romistrov clip from, like, 2012, where he's, like, screaming at the ref, and all of a sudden he goes into the box, and he watches the replay in the Jumbotron, and he's like, yeah. yeah, and he does a little nod. And so, yeah. But, yeah, and and to, to finally bookend all of it, again, it's it's just the the need for players to step up in this game when when players go down when Mark Shifley's hurt when when Nikolai Ehlers is hurt when Cole Perfetti's hurt when Josh Morrissey is hurt uh we needed players to step up I thought Pionk did well to and step that's up Nicholas said Nicholas you nailed it buddy I like you <laughs> like I just it, it's players stepped up and you look at the people who should be the players who are stepping up and where are they, man? Like, where are they? And and my final thing, and I just wanted to say this because I just need to get this out. The thing with, with Pierre Dubois and Kyle Connor, it's like the one thing with Pierre Dubois, at very least, you know, he can control the puck on the boards. He can do this. He can do that. You know, it's not a great game because we also expect a lot more from him. We expect him to be good defensively. We expect him to be good physically. But, like, Kyle Connor. If Kyle Connor is not scoring goals he's or, not or, doing or producing points, he's not doing he's he's not he's a non-factor. He does not exist whatsoever. He'll have uh, one takeaway on the blue line per game, and then that's it. Yeah. And then he'll miss a guy on a back check six times in a game. Um, before we keep going, though, I just want to mention um, the link that Brady just posted in the chat, as well as the SCPN um, posted link that we have pinned at the top of the chat. Um, so this playoff series, um, the Game Over Edmonton, Game Over Toronto, and Game Over Winnipeg, of course, uh, as well as the rest of the SCPN crew are raising money for Alphabet Sports Collective throughout the entirety of the playoffs. So um, Alphabet Sports Collective creates a safe and inclusive environment in hockey for folks of all sexual identities and gender expressions through education, community building and mobilization so you can donate or check out more through any of the links that we have posted in the chat it's extremely important to us as a cause so we really want people to continue to learn about uh, this new organization uh, they just launched recently and they have a lot of really great ideas in the works and we're really proud to support them um so we'll keep going um with a couple more things i need to say that like listen i'm just really upset right now um and we're gonna talk a little bit some earlier people in the chat um, you know, some people coming in, we see a lot of people in here who aren't Jets fans, which is really nice. Thank you so much for being here. We do really appreciate the love. Um, people are asking what's happening in this off season. And trust me, Brady and I are both like sitting, like skirting around this. We're like, this is game over. This isn't season over. So we're trying not to like just jump right to that, but it's such an elephant in the room type of thing. Right. Because it's, that's how we're all feeling. And it's like, you can't just erase how that is playing a factor in the way our brains are going it's you know the kind of thing where i'm like Pierre Dubois is my favorite player who got traded to my favorite team and i was so lucky and this is the last i'm ever gonna see of him and it hurts and it sucks and i'm sad yeah i i i think we we would like to probably save the like full-on you know post-mortem for you know when they actually for lose. when the mortem occurs. because here's the thing here's the actual thing and here i think i think a good place to take the conversation right now is you know obviously going down 3-1 makes it pretty tough you know you gotta win three games in a row but it's happened it's happened to a lot of teams notably the toronto maple Leafs. Um, i I, I can think of a couple examples and and who knows maybe that could happen again this year we'll see um we just gotta throw a couple daggers in there uh sorry we're lashing out we're upset (laughs) taking it on our boss yeah um (laughs) 
<laughs> but but I think what we can talk about maybe tonight is what what do you think needs to happen in order for the Jets to have a chance to win this series? Like like or to even make this interesting. Like to to go past five games, what needs to 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 be corrected? What needs to happen? Um yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it, right? And I think we have to acknowledge, I, I feel like sometimes I just pick these phrases and I run with them for episodes at a time. I'm going to say elephant in the room again, is they have some extremely pertinent injuries that are plaguing them right now. Cole Perfetti, manageable on its own. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers, huge, huge, huge um, blow to the team, especially when it comes to... Um, the fact that they need more shots and more high danger off the rush shots because this guy can enter the zone and he also isn't afraid to just clap shots from the top of the circle um, and score on them relatively frequently, which is great. Josh Morrissey is their best defenseman. There's no question about that. So that's a huge blow as well. And now Mark Shifley, it would be very difficult. You don't have the internal infrastructure to replace guys like that because if you did, they'd already be in your lineup, right? It just It's not going to happen. So that part of it is just really, really hard to ignore. But we have to because they're inevitably going to be playing on Thursday without them. Well, Nikolai Ehlers, who knows? But I'm, I'm not holding out hope for that one. What I think needs to happen is I think this team needs to... I, I was I was hoping I was gonna find a thought as I went on this preamble. Yeah, I, I, I can take I, it. No, I, I do have a thought, but um, I think what they need to do is continue to take the momentum that they generate from their special teams because the power play has been better lately, and the penalty kill I thought was good tonight. Um, it, I I struggled a little bit with some of the positioning, but I thought um Adam Lowry at the very top. I thought his instincts were good tonight as always. Like I think that um. You know, he he's such a factor up there, which is really fantastic. Um, and then after both of the power plays tonight and after, um, I believe, a couple of the penalty kills, they put out their first line, which was hard because um, their first line wasn't super great tonight. But I struggle with finishing a power play and then throwing your fourth line out there because you have all this momentum and then you give it up because you're playing guys who suck um, and stuff like that. So I think they need to generate on the fact that that's, something that's working for them right now because their five on five play I feel like across the board has been fine but it hasn't been super super influential um and I also think that um Hellebuck um needs to help continuing to bail them out like we know he's able to do which he hasn't done entirely in the last game or two so that's that was going to be one of my points and okay. I, and I felt like that was going to be the controversial thing to add at the end uh to kind of spark a discussion here but um I I'll give you my general overview as to what I believe the Jets need to do. First off, I think well first off, uh we need a reappearance of Kyle Connor and yeah, and yeah. Pierre-Luc Dubois. That's that's obvious. We're not going to go into it. We've talked about that enough today. Um and I, I think that this team just needs to continue to, uh, you know, not necessarily like not be such a slave to the to momentum in the sense of when the when the Vegas Golden Knights score a goal, it feels like everything is is over. And and listen, I understand that it, it probably has to do somewhat with, you know, especially at home with, you know, the, the feelings inside the building, because obviously the entire energy gets sucked out of it. Like tonight, I felt like I was in like 
depressive purgatory after they scored two goals. But like that, that was the game was only half over, right? Um, but the thing with the Jets is they ride momentum so much, and they I think that they just need to take a step back when things are not going their way and go, listen, we've come back from three goals down. We almost came back tonight. Uh, we just need to keep playing our game and continue to fucking shoot the goddamn puck. Oh my God. I, yeah, I, I, that's an issue. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's almost insane that like, this is the most common criticism from every single employees, Cal Connor <laughs> from every single level of fandom you need if if you are just is starting out if you are if you are the bottom shoot. rank of uh, yeah shoot. it's it's yelling shoot every two seconds but but the reality of it is like in this series they have not tested brassois enough uh i think that they did well to create their chances tonight but like i like uh, you know, I wouldn't say Bressois has been like the better goalie in this series, but both goalies haven't been fantastic. Neither of them can can control a rebound. Bressois was brutal on his rebounds tonight. Calling and, me shocked. Like and, that's yeah. And the Jets need to feed off of that. They need to understand that getting the puck to the net is like it is a, a viable is a viable way to play. They had some great cycles tonight. They had some great pressure, like times where they were in and just absolutely beating the golden knights like not to cut you off but have you seen as many ozone shift changes from this team as you have this year like they've been cycling the puck a lot better but there are no shots coming from it yeah and it's just it's just they need to continue to get the puck to the net and creating chaos in front um but then again like i i just i look at this game here and you know, I maybe we can chat about that that goal interference. I was trying to bring it up over here to get another look at it. Um, well, before but, we do that, like, like, sorry, I I just want to I just want to finish this point very quickly. I I, no. I think that that Connor Halbuck and I understand the reluctancy to criticize him because he has been a godsend for this team for years, uh, and he has been he kept the Jets in it and got them to the playoffs this year. Um, and he's he's been fantastic this year. He he, in my opinion, is still a Vesna candidate, despite the fact that he, you know, the Jets tripped and stumbled for two months and couldn't figure it out. But I I still believe he is a top goaltender in this league. And I look at this right now, and this series, like, just just to call a spade a spade, he has not been Connor Halibut this 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 series. He has not shown that he is a dominant top three goalie in the world this series and the jets kind of need it at the moment like mm -hmm. the, they need him to they can't have him like letting in a, a jack eichel one-timer shot that goes through him and in they can't be letting like a brett howden okay yeah, i guess that one was that bad. one that one yeah but like even the third goal tonight like the that that was one bad. was was that it was, was just bad. a shot i mean like i i'm not sure if it did tip off barbashev's stick no, or not but that was clean it looked clean to me and you know the like okay well how about this so uh, but before before we continue what did you think on the goalie interference and uh and do you think they got it right well how are you how are you feeling we've got it up on the side here for... so my issue with that goal is i don't think i fully understand the procedure that was gone through <clears throat> and i'm inclined to think they made the right call just because i think that if they hadn't rick bonus would have challenged it because it wasn't a coach's challenge it was the ref's own review and obviously only one ref read back. I don't know what the call was to Toronto or anything like that. It looked like William Carlson or whoever that was who 
71, yeah. It looks like William Carlson is in his left pad. And so he's kind of spinning. Like, you watch how he's falling back. That's not a regular goalie save or attempt to save. That's an interfered with position. He had, he had a foot between his pads, and he couldn't slide over to make the save. However, I think that if there was any form of conclusive evidence, someone would have been in Rick Bonus's ear being like, challenge this immediately. So I'm kind of wishy-washy on it. Um... But I think I, I don't think Connor Hellebuck was in control of making that save. Yeah, I, I look at it and during the game I was like I thought that they I was I was conflicted. We don't it's very tough to really describe what goaltender interference is. Um when I look Flip at a this card and I'll let you know what it is today. When I look at this, I think what I noted was that um you know, Dylan DeMel like there there definitely is contact between uh is it i believe carlson in front um you know with hellebuck but oh but sorry i'm reading the chat that's what i was about to get to okay but the the issue is i think that that hellebuck is out of his crease he comes up and he is above the blue paint however i don't think that that just means that you know you can't get like i i am just wishy-washy on the like yeah. what what even is goaltender interference but the main thing that i see now in re-watching it with a with a, with a little more you know of a, a pensive eye to look at it is that the goal goes in through connor hellebuck's five hole and his pad does get kind of caught up on on wild bill's skate so it's one of those ones where you know it, it really depends on how you interpret the rule with with you know how crease works. You know, did did Dylan Demello playing defense have any sort of effect on it? Yeah. But it is it's very difficult to say. Um, but regardless, we can't have uh, as a team, and I'm not just going to pin it on Hellebuck, even though I just I think that he should have been able to make that save. You can't be giving up two goals back to back like that in the middle of a second period, especially like. I was ready to criticize Hellebuck for the the first period. He I thought he looked really shaky, and then the second period starts and he was incredible for like the first ten minutes. Like like, and I think that's important to acknowledge that if we're going to criticize here. But, um, but it, it you know he, he didn't have his rebound control. Like this, I was saying to Liz in the second intermission or first intermission. Like this is the first time I've ever felt in a long time like actually like worried anytime a shot is being shot against us or no matter the danger of the shot i felt scared like the like something was going to happen if it was going to bounce off someone and go in maybe that's just how the playoffs work um but i i think the reality of it here is like you know i i am critical of, of how halibuck's played but i also think that this is kind of what you get when you play your goaltender 64 games in, in out of 82 like, 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 I don't know. I'm not sure. No one can really say say what the difference really is between, you know, Hellebuck playing 55 games and playing 64, and and if he's more refreshed here. But they rode him down that that, you know, that final stretch of the game season. I think he played like probably like the last 14 games. Yeah. Of the season, I want to say, except for the last one. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's it is. It's just, it's tough. And well, go ahead, sorry. My, my whole thing is I think you're, you're nailing a lot of this where you're wishy-washy on it. And it's the same way as I'm wishy-washy on 
a couple of the skaters where I'm like, there were things that were good, there were things that were bad, but the reality is, especially with the injuries that are currently plaguing this team, every player needs to be at their best. Connor Hellebuck's version of his best is far more impactful than anything else any other Winnipeg Jet can produce, and because of that, his 80% is extremely effective and good. But this Winnipeg Jets team has only gotten to where they are, which is sneaking into a playoff spot because their goaltender carried them on their back. So when your goaltender no longer does that, where he's just playing well, which is something that you should be prepared for, they're not. And we know that they're not because they haven't been for the entirety that he's been their goaltender. Like, it's just the kind of thing where it would be the same way as if Kyle Connor had a 47 goal season and all of a sudden scored zero goals in the playoffs. You have to adjust for that. And it's, it's, people aren't prepared for that because that's not how you've been playing is having to deal with, you know, not having a, an easy goal on a power play from your guy on the right side. Like it's just when everyone needs to be at their best and a player's not, that's why teams lose games. So I'm not pinning it on him. I'm just pinning it on the fact that maybe they become overly reliant. Um, but either way, you don't really have time to really deep dive into the analysis of why and, oh, are we over-reliant and how should we mitigate that? You have one game left. So if he's not going to be at his best, they need other people to be at their best as well. And hope you'd ideally like to see everyone, but I think it comes from the the offensive management of the puck and getting more shots on net. Some, someone's got to step up. Someone's, Someone's got to step, step up. up. And, and Adam Lowry has been doing I his was, damn best. I'm literally about to say. He's been doing his damn best, and I have no beef with that player whatsoever. I think I praised him pretty hard last show, um, and all of that stuff still stands. Um, you know, and I was saying earlier, like, just the, the effectiveness on the penalty kill and all those things, like, the extra poke. Like, there's just a lot of really good stuff that comes from that player, but he cannot do everything. He is your third-line center. He's your second-line center, kind of. But he can't do everything, right? And so... One middle six player being at their best or beyond their best doesn't do shit. Good for Adam Lowry, and I respect the heck out of him. He's doing a ton, um, but it's not enough. You can't, and we see how thrilled everyone is, how the whole team is fired up because one guy is doing his best. Where is everyone else? I guess Morgan Barron, I feel like I want to put in that category too because he's kind of slaying right now. Uh, Neil Pionk is exceeding expectations, but no one's doing quite like Adam Lowry is doing. Neil, yeah. And and I think we're probably gonna wrap it up here. I don't I don't know if there's much else you want to chat with about, but I'm glad you mentioned Morgan Barron because God and honestly just that entire line, Mason Appleton too, like they were by far the best line that the Jets had tonight. I would say in the sense of like getting zone time and and you know ensuring um, that they were banging and crashing and making it making life difficult for the Golden Knights in their own end and getting the puck out. Um, I think the offense was mostly carried by the Wheeler line, the Stenland <laughs> Wheeler and Nemeskov line. Guys, um, yeah. But man, like there were so many shifts where Lowry's line was just out there for like ugh, minutes on end of like just absolutely controlling the play. Anytime the puck was given up, they were on the next man. Uh, finishing their checks, making, you know, playing good, hard playoff hockey. And, um, you know, those guys have stepped up uh, and it's fantastic that they have, but you need more than just one line and, you know, maybe a, a, a 36 year old <laughs> previous captain to well, step up. And you think about all of these other teams that have won in the playoffs Sure, the Colorado Avalanche had some great players deeper in their lineup. You know, Val Nichushkin is a notable one that's, you know, been super good for them. 
but they didn't win the cup with Val Nichushkin being their most important player and Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen doing nothing. Think about, I don't know, the St. Louis Blues the year that they won and they rode a hot Jordan Bennington to the cup final. Where was Ryan O'Reilly? Um, there. Like, you have, your depth guys need to be there too and it's okay, but it doesn't do anything unless your top guys are your top guys or at least outperforming the other team's top guys, which is not happening right now. And that that's that's the whole frustration Um, and just point of contention with the team and once again I fully understand and acknowledge the fact that losing Shifley Morrissey Ehlers and being question marks on those guys over the span of like three games is awful I don't think like we're seeing the the closest equivalent I can come up with right now is Boston not having Bergeron <laughs> and crazy whatever it's like it's from a team that had no injuries all year to try and deal with this right now, it's like, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, there's no way you just compared the Jets to Boston. <laughs> there is no goddamn way you just did that. What I mean is the team that you are today and that you're prepared to play and all of a sudden on a dime not having key players to your core. That's all. That's the where yeah. the similarities start and end. Yeah. But, but yeah. Anyways... It's, it's, you know, the Jets still have a chance here. It's not over yet. They played well today. They did. They They're, played yeah. well, but mm-hmm. they, they just had a, moments of... Their possession was a lot cleaner. That was a big thing. And like we said, more shots is important. Um, Logan Stanley came into the lineup. Zero shots. Bitch, what are you here for? That That's your job. That's your job is to shoot random pucks. He did have a lot of loose cannons that went towards the net. So I'll be honest, him. man. Like, I, I have no... Like, I, I mean, he wasn't great. He it, also comes... had, like, six minutes of ice time. Yeah, which say... is also kind of fair. Like, I, I think I am... I give the biggest like i i give minutes. beef to to logan stanley everyone knows like come on like it's the kind of thing where it's like i almost feel like i can't talk about him because of how mean i am um but i fully believe that he would be more effective if he had a couple of extra more recent games under his belt of he's course. in a little bit of a tough sitch right now and it's hard to throw someone to a game like but this but he he wasn't like significantly bad like there were i there was no, there was only no. like one or two times where i'm like oh man you're gonna get beat there but like I'll be honest. I I I didn't mind him. Like no, the, the first first of all, didn't notice him a lot. That's always that's a, always a good that's thing, always a good thing. Especially with him. Um, and and the other thing is the times I was noticing him, he was doing what I wanted him to do, which was being a prick in front of the net, making life difficult for uh, Mark Stone and Jack Eichel in front of the net. Like that's all. That's all I could have asked for from him, and and not to get scored on, and not to get this and that. Uh, I think that he generally was he on again for a goal against. I need to make sure. Da, 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 I don't see anything. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I I thought he looked fine, and 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 that's a like obviously he's not Josh Morrissey very very obviously, um, but I think that the Jets did well to manage all the different uh, injuries that they had, and uh, and yeah, it, it it really just is on those top players. Like we we need a full team effort, a full. 60 minute maybe more god forbid <laughs> uh effort from this team but it is you know it is what it is yeah absolutely and i think the part of the reason i'm getting so wound up and bent out of shape is that i have a finance exam on thursday from 6 to 9 p.m so i won't be doing game over on thursday so i'm like kind of you know preparing for the worst and mourning before the actual loss but i think nicholas um kind of sums up 
my thoughts where he's like, love all you Winnipeggers. At the end of the day, it's a great thing we're able to talk Jets playoffs because for a huge chunk of my life, we had nothing. It's always going to be a hard road for us. And that was what Brady and I talked about on the way here. We were driving and I we were both coming up with these like bizarre analogies about iPad kids and avocado toast about just <laughs> this Winnipeg Jets team and the conflicting feelings. I'm we, right. give, we do absolutely no context no, to I'm that. Not, and I'm not giving context and that's okay. We'll talk about it later. Um, But because... I just have a lot of emotions about this and like the will they won't they with the playoffs and like the from the business perspective from the emotional perspective from the fan perspective from all these different things and it's like just have a lot of feelings and like so I'm glad that this isn't the end because I think we could probably talk for four and a half hours about you know all of the circumstances surrounding this impending offseason so uh we'll just kind of call it at this tonight and and you know say that we had a fantastic time even though that we were a little bit stressed and and you know sadder than we wanted to be um it was a fantastic time and we're lucky to get to watch this team play we're lucky that we have the ability to connect with all of you guys about this and talk about how we want this team to be better because now that they're here we want to make them good and this is you know where we're at with and that. we're lucky to be able to be in the building like that's that's one thing i fuck i missed it i missed playoff hockey and there really is nothing like it and despite the outcome tonight i think tonight was um you know disappointing but you know it is what it is i think you know there are certain excuses we can all bring up and not excuse no i i don't think that they should be excuses but uh it is important to you know recognize the jets are not playing at their their highest potential of of you know their best you know potential lineup uh you know but every team is or isn't at this point of the year so it is what it is but uh i think right here we're probably gonna end up wrapping it up here yeah. uh first off please do like the stream we really appreciate you guys uh you know joining us here you know staying up late you know it is already 12 40 uh you know it's not it's not the double or i guess the double ot thank god the double ot game was on saturday and oh, like at yeah. the matinee game but uh but yeah like we i we cannot thank you guys enough again as we get closer and closer to potentially the end uh we get more and more sentimental about this season and uh everything that you guys uh, as listeners have provided us um we truly are grateful for all the time you guys do spend with us and uh and and we can't wait to get back to chatting with you guys again hopefully for many more than just one game um but i guess it is on the jets to figure that out balls in their court Balls, balls in their court. Balls in their court. Look at the sports references. I know other stuff. <laughs> Anyways, with that, thank you all for watching. Uh, once again, Alphabet Sports Collective link is in the chat. If you have any couple, uh, you know, a couple extra dollars, huck it over there. And uh, and yeah, we really do appreciate you. Follow me on Twitter at uh, NHL Chunky. Follow us on Twitter at Uh Follow SCPN Sports. Check out Game Over merch. You know, good. Do whatever you. Do, I don't know. Do whatever you want. It's whatever you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. I'm going to bed. Like I, yeah. Lives, like we're. I am downtown. We are not near my home, and I'm like, I gotta go pick up my family from the bar. We're gonna go, and it's like we're nice not over yet. So no, but it, it's been a ton of fun, and um, we thank everyone for being so active in the chat. You guys always bring up a lot of really awesome insights, um, and a lot of great perspectives. Um, make sure if you're listening right now, you leave a like on your way out. If you're listening in tomorrow morning, thank you so much for being here as always. And we will see you guys on Thursday. Have yourselves a good one. Stay safe and enjoy. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.